Hi friends, this is episode 82 of Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I am one of your hosts, Sandra Peoples. This week, I had an appointment with my therapist. It was the first appointment I've had since November, so we had a lot to talk about. And I thought it would be helpful to share with you the kinds of things that I talked to with her. Um, It might help take a little bit of the mystery out of it if you've been thinking about whether visiting a therapist would be helpful for you. So we're going to talk through how I found my therapist, the things that we talked about this week, and then I'll just share a little bit of encouragement if it's something that you have been thinking about doing in this new year. Let me start with the history of why I decided to find a therapist and the process that it took for me to find the one that I see. Right before COVID hit, I reached out to a psychiatrist friend and shared more honestly than I ever had about the anxiety that I feel in social situations. <laughs> we decided the best way to decrease that anxiety was for me to talk to a therapist. We didn't think that it was to the point of needing medication or anything like that. I just needed someone to help coach me through the situations that caused me a lot of anxiety. So I asked a local friend who I knew was familiar with therapists in the area who she would recommend. She recommended a therapist who she had seen before and really liked. So I called and I made an appointment and by that point all appointments were virtual because COVID had hit and so we started seeing each other twice a month and doing it over video. So that's actually kind of a challenging way to get to know a new therapist but it worked fine for us. Uh, Sometimes it takes a couple of appointments to figure out if you're a good fit with a therapist, but I really liked this therapist right away. So we've been together for almost two years, and I'm still really thankful for her help. Now, if you're looking for a therapist, I recommend asking a friend or asking your pastoral staff who they would recommend. Like at our church, we have a list of mental health providers, and we share that with people who call and ask us for recommendations. So even though we started out seeing each other twice a month, we, she changed insurance, the insurance that she accepts. And so now I see her once a month. And part of that is because of the cost. And part of that is because we talked through enough things in those first appointments to kind of give me a toolbox when I'm facing a situation that would cause anxiety. But because I only see her once a month, I try to use my hour with her really efficiently. So I plan a few things that I want to talk about before our appointment. So in the week leading up to the appointment, I pay attention to what's happening and how I feel. If I think I wish I had someone to talk to about this, I remember whatever that is and I put it on a mental list or I'll even write it down like in my notes app if I think I'll forget. I may also ask myself some questions like, am I struggling with a big decision? Was there something that happened in our family? Is there an area where I'm struggling to draw a boundary or stand up for myself? Is there a relationship that feels strained? Uh, Usually whatever feels the most important kind of rises to the top. And I can even start doing some of the work ahead of the appointment because I can dig into the issue. So because I want to communicate clearly to her what's going on. And this is especially true if I'm talking about something marriage or family related because Brenda, now that's not her real name, but I'm going to use 
Brenda on the podcast, so I don't have to keep saying my therapist over and over. She only hears my side of the story. So I want to represent the other people involved with fairness. So that's kind of how I build up to uh, the appointment. Now, sometimes we'll talk about something I read in a book or something I saw on a show or something I saw on TikTok. I mean, there's lots of things that may be an inspiration for something that we will talk about in therapy. But this time, because we hadn't seen each other in so long, I had some big things that I wanted to talk through. Let me give the disclaimer that some of my family members listen to this podcast and some of them don't. (laughs) But I'm going to share these things with you as if they all listen. Uh, That way I protect our stories. Plus, The truth is, you don't really need to know the details of what I talk about to get an idea of how helpful it is. In fact, it may be easier for you to relate to what we talk about without too many details. So uh, let's jump in to the few big things we talked about this week. So first, we caught up a little just because it had been so long. Last time I was in her office. It was before Thanksgiving, before my trip to Colorado for Focus on the Family. Uh, It was before I took the GRE for the PhD application process. It was before Christmas break. And it was before all of the family time that we spent together because of the holidays and the trip to Colorado. So we had talked about those things before out of anticipation for them happening and making a plan for some of that. And so now we kind of went through and reviewed how things went. So normally she starts with how are you? (laughs) And it lets me ease into whatever I want to talk about first. Um, I usually tell her about something that happened and say something like which leads me to one of the things I want to talk about. Uh, And that's kind of just one of those ways. I don't really waste time while we're there. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll tell you this story. But this story relates to a question I have. And something I really want to dig into especially because we talk a whole lot about vulnerability and boundaries and uh, most even the family stories that we talked about this week related to those two topics. So for example, we talked about how I thought the Focus on the Family interview went. Uh, Since social anxiety is my (laughs) diagnosis, it was certainly an event where my anxiety might have been bad. Uh, But it wasn't. I thought most parts of the day that we were there went great. I thought a couple parts went not so great, but I wasn't holding on to any shame about those parts. Uh, So it was pretty calming to talk about. We also talked about how our flight home got canceled and that I called my sister who lives in Denver and we stayed at her house that night um, and then flew back home the next day. This was really important to talk through because there are things that I believe about my relationship with my sister that sometimes hold me back in my, in how we relate to each other. So in this example, I risked vulnerability and was thankful for how it went after I Uh, was vulnerable. So every time I'm nervous about a social situation, I am like holding on to a worst case scenario idea about how it will go. Uh, And that's where the anxiety kicks in, right? So I'm afraid it's going to go the worst it could possibly go. Uh, So I'm having to retrain myself 
to risk it anyway, to be vulnerable, to take these steps. And then when the situation goes well, when it goes better than I thought it was going to go, I am rewriting the story that I tell myself. So I'm replacing these negative things with these positive things and that makes it easier next time when it's time for me to risk being vulnerable again. So we talked through all of that and um, it went really smoothly. So that led me to really the big thing I wanted to talk about with her this week. And it's the thing I thought about the most before the appointment. And I wanted to hear what Brenda thought about how I responded in this situation and how I could do better in the future. So the situation was my husband Lee and I had a discussion that hurt my feelings. Uh, And I normally don't deal with this very well. I am really critical of myself. I'm an Enneagram one, if that means anything to you, we tend to be really critical of ourselves. Uh, And I have a tough time hearing anything that's close to criticism from anyone else because there's this voice in my head that is constantly being critical And so the shame runs really deep. So in the situation with Lee, he said something that in my mind reinforced a weakness that I hoped no one else knew about. And the hard part was he wouldn't have really known about it except that I had told him. So to me, it felt like I had risked vulnerability by telling him and then he used that vulnerability against me. So what I heard from him was, you're not good enough at this certain thing. Uh, and so that was, I mean, I think this happened last week and and I didn't react well. And I, like normally when we, in this kind of situation, I shut down um, and reflect on it, but I was really holding on to anger and confusion and frustration and was being unkind um, and uncharitable in just normal life. <laughs> So uh, I told Brenda the details and how I reacted. And she helped me to see that he wasn't exploiting a vulnerability. He was protecting me from a situation that he knew caused me anxiety. So instead of you're not good enough, he was viewing it as she hates to do this. So I'll come up with another solution. So that was incredibly helpful (laughs) because that's, not how I saw it at all. I saw it as him punishing me or withholding or maybe even being embarrassed of me. And therefore he wasn't, I, I didn't get to do this thing that we talked about doing. Um, and so she's helped me see, no, he, he thought that was being protective of me because in the past when we've done something similar to this, I have told him that didn't go as well as I hoped it would. So it was super helpful to talk through it with her objectively. So now I can go back to Lee and explain how I felt and why I shut down so quickly and and the message that I was telling myself that was causing it to be extra shameful. Um, And in fact, that's my homework for this week. I usually have homework after a therapy appointment. I need to follow up with Lee and talk about it so we both better understand why I reacted the way I did. So after that, that was the big thing. Uh, We talked some about the stress that we just had as a family during Christmas break with James out of his routine, but there's just not a whole lot she can do about that. Uh, That's more about managing expectations and having good communication with Lee 
than it is anything she can step in and do. There aren't any boundaries I can draw when it comes to James, except for some healthy detachment from things I can't control. And that is helpful. Uh, Like if he is having a meltdown, I know there's nothing I can do to make it better. And so I have to view that with a little bit of detachment so that I don't take too much responsibility for something I can't control. Uh, We did talk about my communication with James's psychiatrist and his office staff because I felt misunderstood by them recently, but, uh, but that it actually turned out okay, which is another example of me kind of rewriting a story, something I had negative feelings about that was replaced with a positive example. Uh, Then with our remaining time, we talked through some church stuff (laughs) uh, that's causing me some big stress. It really, I mean, as so many things do, it really comes down to some boundaries that I need to set because I'm a volunteer ministry leader and not a paid staff person. But setting boundaries is hard because we can't control how others will respond to those boundaries. We just have to set them for the good of ourselves and our families and let other people adjust to those. So I told her a big decision I'd made recently that had to do with boundaries, and she was really proud of me. Uh, She was proud of the decision I made and how I communicated it to Lee. So Lee is uh, the pastor. (laughs) And so when I make a decision that's related to church, that affects him as the pastor, but especially uh, when those boundaries involve staff people, um, that affects him too, because he has to kind of come back and um, help them adjust to the boundaries that I've set. So, I mean, that's a pretty average session. We talk a lot about family stuff, a lot about communication, a lot about church stuff. If there's a decision that I'm making or something like that, she helps me think through and talk through some of those, especially if there's some kind of fear holding me back. she can help me kind of get to the root of that and then help me break it down into smaller steps I can take to make progress toward the goal. Uh, She is a relationship therapist. And so that's why a lot of what we talk about has to do with marriage and family and those kind of things. So I just hope that that is encouraging to you if maybe you've been interested in therapy, but you're just not sure if it's the right thing for you or what you would talk about or or maybe you don't feel like your problems are big enough to talk to somebody else about, uh, it doesn't have to be maybe as complicated or as complex as you're making it in your head. It just can feel like a person with some wisdom about relationships or spirituality or anything that you want to talk about who can speak into that with more neutrality than even a friend would. So being with Brenda for the last couple of months has really been helpful. Um, It's just helped me communicate better, set better boundaries, give myself more grace, and just grow, I think, in the understanding of how God wired me and how the way that I'm wired is even for my good and for a purpose. 
So let's end our time with a prayer together, especially as we kind of pray over decision making and our own mental health and the relationships that we have. God, thank you so much for the gift of each other and the gifts that you give people like doctors and therapists and counselors and those who have a special sensitivity to help us navigate things that are hard, that have empathy, who can relate to the struggles that we have, and God, for those that you give wisdom to, to help navigate things that are challenging, like relationships. You you, you put us in relationships because they work on us to make us more like Christ. And, and we look even at the relationships that he had, the friendships he had, and and the situations that they went through, God, and, and how he can empathize with the challenges that we have in communication and the challenges we have being misunderstood or setting boundaries or any of the things that we experience as we do life together. And so we thank you for the gifts that you give therapists. We I just wanna ask for wisdom for my friends if going to counseling or might be something that they're considering um, help guide them in that bring them to the person that you already have picked out for them to talk to that would be helpful and it doesn't even have to be a therapist god it could be a friend it could be uh, somebody at church it could be um, a mentor kind of relationship that just helps guide them in how to care for themselves and care for their families and do better at the things that they want to do better at. And so we just thank you for the gifts that you give us and the gifts that you give other people and how all of that works together to bring you glory and bring us closer to each other and closer to you. It's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. Okay, friends, I hope that was helpful, uh, especially as we head into a new year and you may just kind of be evaluating do you need to add some people to your team to help you navigate this year better? It has been two years of really hard things. And I think a lot of us even are making big decisions or making big pivots in our lives. And sometimes just having someone else to talk through these things with is really helpful. So uh, I hope that you are a member of our Abiding Caregivers Facebook group. We talk each week in there about what we've talked about in the episode and it helps to just know that you're not the only one experiencing what you are experiencing and that you can lean on other people and that we are there to pray for you and encourage you with whatever you have going on. Uh, Lauren and I will be back together next week for an episode uh, and we're excited. It's always fun for us to spend time together. Um, I learn from her and hopefully she learns from me and we get to encourage you while we're learning from each other. So if you haven't subscribed, go ahead and hit subscribe so that way it is in your podcast app right away on next Thursday morning. Hope you have a great week. Know that we are praying for you and we are so thankful that you are part of this community.